I don't fight this stuff. So for me, um, coming out in the daylight right now, I, I sort of feel like Groundhog's Day. Huh? I'm trying to stick my head above water and actually, you know, like above the ground and see exactly what's going on. So, but so glad to be here. Um, and so great to um, uh, be in this building, sit down, uh, talk all things MTSU, and, and be with some good dudes being able to do it, man. It's, it's been a minute. Yeah, well, I was there for the press conference. People in this area are excited. Right. I could tell you're excited. The yeah. university is excited. Right. Um, it's funny. We had Steve Lehman on from News Channel 5 in the last hour. He was there at the press conference. We, we were sitting there talking before you got up on stage. And, and actually, we walked in together, and he said that he had ran it the last time he had talked to you. He'd asked you about, you know, what you were doing with right. television. You're like, man, I like this. And, and I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to get back into coaching. And right. Steve was like, well, I guess, you know, he was ready to get back into coaching. And I said, or maybe experience in the media side of things. It, he was like, <laughs> I'm getting back into coaching. Uh, I don't want anything to do with this media and broadcasting stuff. You know, to be honest, it, it wasn't like it was uh, a planned event. I think for me, calling games was a blast. Dave Neal, the mm -hmm. pros pro. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Taylor Davis, uh, Auburn grad, uh, terrific up-and-coming uh, star uh, in the broadcast industry. For me, um, it was great to be on, on location at uh, universities, looking behind the scenes, talking to guys, men who I had gone against uh, throughout my career, and just being able to talk ball. But um, – there's there's always a little something missing. I think as I had a chance to get through the season, um, studying tape and watching games and preparation and calling games, all that was was fun. Um, it was new, and I think new is learning, right? And we get better, you know, when we're able to challenge ourselves. But um, for me, I spent Thursdays uh, really on the phone with, or actually on Zoom with Leslie Frazier, who stepped away from the Buffalo Bills, and um, my defensive coordinator now, Brian Stewart, um, who coached in the XFL last year but has NFL experience as well. And we were just talking – we spent the season just talking about defenses. So we went back through Buffalo season. We went back through uh, Stu's XFL season. And then we, we looked at some of uh, our film. And as we were going through it, the ball piece started to come together, right? Mm -hmm. You're talking ball. And I didn't think it would be that way. I stepped away from ball like, for a reason. I just needed a break, and right now, um, just having had an opportunity to go through the season, uh, calling games, seeing folks, looking behind the curtain, I, mean, I was energized. I really was, and I didn't think this opportunity was coming. I didn't. I probably saw myself going back to the NFL if I was going to coach at all, but I think uh, Dr. McPhee, I believe Dr. McPhee and Chris uh, had a plan when they talked to me about how they saw MTSU. And I think I had a plan about how I wanted to do it if the opportunity presented itself. And I think those two sort of uh, – those two things converged when we had a chance to talk. I think it was fireworks. And I think from then on – because this thing happened fast. From then on, that thing just shot through the roof. And that's really what, what happened. That's how I got back here. It wasn't like it was two weeks or three weeks and premeditated. It was like 72 hours. And it was like bang, bang, bang. And – I didn't want to be away from my family anymore to coach football. Um, I've, I've given the greater part of my life to going other places to coach football and make it happen, 
right now, man, I get the best of both worlds. I get a chance to coach a football team, build a program, do it in a place that I'm somewhat familiar with, and do it with my family um, not far away uh, for right now. And they never moved, right? They never moved. Because you, you did a Auburn, Oklahoma State, right. and SEC Network and television, and they, they were here the whole time? Whole time. Yeah. Whole time. And, and look, we're, we're all real people, so here's what we understand. The only thing that we're running out of is time. You know, like time, time is not an unrenewable resource for us. And so for me, uh, it made more sense to, to, to look at opportunities, especially this one. You know, like, was the Lord speaking to me? Was there an opportunity in this whole thing to be like, okay, this is where you're meant to be because uh, there, there were other opportunities out there. And I'm, nah, nah, that's not it. That's not it. And, you know, of all places, MTSU, and I thought it was a perfect fit. I'm blue collar. They're blue collar. It's time for us to, you know, get that action and get to work. Be Blue Raiders now. We are Blue Raiders. <laughs> Blue Raider Nation out there in full effect. We coming. All right. You you said you you you're you're your coordinator. So you're you're putting together that staff. Yeah. Which you know I, I don't know how that works, and that's why I'm going to ask this. Yeah. You, even if you don't know, if even if you're in flux with, uh, maybe I'll do this again. Maybe I won't. Do you always carry around? Like a list in your back pocket, like do you have or have an idea? Like, if this happens again, these are some cats I'm going to be talking to about joining my staff. Is that how it works? Yeah, it it is how it works. You know, I looked at that like some years ago, and I was sitting sitting at home uh, uh, watching something, and then my agent called, and he was like, "Hey, look, uh, what are you doing?" I was like, "Ah, nothing, just 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 scribbling." And he was like, "Well," Um, I got an event, you know, why don't you come on down to my event? And I was like, okay. So I went down to his event and I got asked that question about, uh, it, it, it was a young uh, coach's event and he wanted me to speak. And so we were talking about uh, just, just the industry. And it, it clicked as I was talking, I said, bullpen, you know, you have to have a coach's bullpen. You have to have a deep bullpen of coaches um, uh, in your mind who you, You'd want to work with, okay, I mean, you saw work or guys that you think are up and coming. And you got to put that list together and you got to keep that list because you don't know when your opportunity comes. And I think so many coaches get caught off guard with not having a coach's bullpen or, or a list of coaches in their back pocket that gives them a chance uh, to, to really get it right. Because when you get it wrong, it costs too much. It can cost you a season. And a season in college football with, with – uh, fan bases and with the way college football is going right now, you don't have that time. So everything has got to be moving forward. I haven't talked to you, Coach, in about five years. It's been a minute. It's been a year. The last time I, talk, I talked to you was after the uh, Christian Ambrokambi game with uh, Tennessee State. Yeah. And you and Rod Reed have been talking, and the last thing you looked at me, you said, Rod Reed is a good man. Um, and you were very impassioned about your relationship, right. uh, not just with Rod Reed, but with a lot of coaches That's of, right. uh, around the league. And I can tell you kind of really connect with that coaching fraternity. It seems like you stayed in contact even after you got out of coaching or whatever. You kind of never really lost the fire, or you guys all kind of stayed connected even after uh, the, the lights went off, so to speak. Yeah, like more so uh, a lot of times, you know, your family checks on you, but uh, the coaching fraternity checked on me in full force. I mean, Dabo Sweeney, Kirby Smart, uh, Eli Drinkwitz. I mean, all, all the guys in the conference – we're like, Mace, man, you good. And I, and I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I just need this time. And, uh, like, they, they weren't talking about jobs. They just said, hey, listen, why don't you come up 
you know, and watch spring ball. Hey, why don't you come up for a weekend and, you know, just come to the lake house or I'll come just if, if you have any time, just, just come hang out. And, you know, sometimes as a coach, you need that, especially when, when it's that time to step away. I think too many times, man, we can stay too long. And in this process, I, I, I would advise a coach, if he has, ever has an opportunity to take a hiatus, take a hiatus. You know, like truthfully, I, I, I think you become better because of it because we're always on the hamster wheel now. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as you take the job, man, you're, you're rolling, and that thing doesn't stop. Right, you go from recruiting to coaching to uh, you know, I man, working on like what spring ball is going to look like, and then your player run practices, and then back to recruiting, and then uh, all of a sudden it's the season, and that cycle has sped up with early signing periods, mm-hmm. late signing periods. Yeah. Okay, so there's less time than there's ever been in college football for coaches to actually have family time. So, so I mean, in this process, uh, like what I learned was not only was the coaching fraternity um, thinking about me, but but it really energized me too. The invites, the opportunities. Um, Dan Mullen uh, was on, and 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 Dan Mullen had had gotten into the media space of being co- or of calling games, and mm-hmm. uh, me and him spent time together as we were both asked to participate in the mock college football playoff committee um, that happened a couple of months ago, um, and that was a great exercise. And me and Dan just shared like information, like what did we learn. Uh, through the process, and I think that's what it's about. Um, Gene Chizik was the one that told me to maybe go into media. Mm. He said, "Hey, mm. hey, look, you may you may step into media and find that you never you never want to go back to coaching because media is that good." But um, you know, for me, I love media. Um, I may do that again someday. Um, I'm thankful for the opportunity. Lee Fitting, ESPN, the SEC Network, uh, Commissioner Sankey. But right now. It's all about coaching. So, man, I got a squad, um, and I got a great program. I got a great community and a wonderful city um, to do it in. So it's time for me to go. Let's talk about recruiting in particular in Rutherford County. During your opening press conference, there were a couple of moments there where I can almost, and I wasn't there. Darren was there. But I can almost feel the room, Coach, breathing. And when you said the emphasis on recruiting within Rutherford County and keeping some of the talent here. Right. I could almost feel the room like, yeah. It was that's, real. That's what we want. Um, where are you talking about in particular? I'm not asking you to call out coaches or whatever high schools, but why is that such a, such a big point? Why do you think the community feels like that's such a high point of emphasis? I remember some years ago I ran into Mookie Betts. Yes. Okay. Sure. And, and, and we had a conversation, you know, because Mookie, talented player, you know, came right out of high school, did his thing. And, and he just talked about his love for the Mid-State area. Okay. And then some years later, I would see Jalen Ramsey, you know, been, been worked through that process. And then Jawan Williams. And then I started, to, I started to see Jacoby and all these athletes coming out. And, and really for me, you know, some of these guys were going to other places, right? I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, like some years ago, mm-hmm. uh, went up to Illinois because um, I recruited him, and then he came back home. And I saw firsthand how a young man who grew up in that city, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, Jawan Williams, they came to Vandy, and really their fan bases wanted to come watch them play because they, they were from that neighborhood. They were from that area. And, like, to me, that let me know exactly what this state is. This state cares about its own. This area cares about its own. 
And having had relationships with Creasy, with Bernetti, with uh, Rodney Salisbury over in Memphis, um, Tennessee people are passionate about football. But when you look at the talent that comes out of the mid-state area, it's almost second to none. So with that being said, these people want to see. I don't care if it's going to Memphis. I don't care if it's going to um, uh, Liberty or, or, you know, group of five, power five. These people want to see it stay home. So um, if Vanderbilt can't do it, okay, if Tennessee has to do something else, well, then that means we can clean up. So let's go clean up, man. Let's make it about us. And one in six MTSU grads, okay, in Nashville, okay, reside in that area. We got to get them back. So from the Ville to the borough, it's important that we get our fan base back. 20,000 strong is MTSU, and uh, it's important that this area, this community, uh, like really gets a chance to get behind something that it believes in. And I believe MTSU is that program. We haven't won a championship. It'd be great to bring a championship home. I just saw what Coach Bernetti did for Pearl Cone down yeah. there in the city. Boy. Of man, he's been doing it 15 years. This is the first one he brought home. Yeah. So I think that's the goal. The goal is to make the city proud. And if we can make the city proud, we do everything like in between to really build this Murfreesboro community uh, to be really what it can become. All right, Coach. I'm going to ask you. All right, hold on. Now I'm going to ask you to the end, and we're going we go go somewhere here for just a second. Yeah, give it to me. All right. There are some people who have spoken to me who say, I don't know about Derek Mason. He didn't do too well at Vandy. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be the right person at MTSU because he didn't do nothing at Vandy. Why would he do anything at MTSU? How do you respond to those people? You know what? The, the response is in the work. You know, I mean, I I think there's much. You look at Vanderbilt and, and, you know, during my time there, and I was there seven years, but the reality was we we went to a couple of bowl games, and, you know, I think Vandy's been to seven bowl games in the school history, okay? Uh, And we beat Tennessee three years in a row, and that's never been done. So, I mean, we beat Georgia, okay, uh, at Georgia, and I don't know the last time Vandy's done that. So, for me, I I look at my time at Vandy. I thought we made strides. I thought we did some of the things that we had to do. We were slowed by COVID, okay, and and some other processes, um, the promises of buildings and other things were going to happen. And let me tell you something. Facilities do matter. They matter in this day and age when you're talking about recruiting and trying to compete at a high level. It just does. So, I mean, I'm happy that Vanderbilt's now moving in that direction, but MTSU is going in that direction too. And for me, um, I'm in alignment with the leadership. I think there at some at, at some point in time, um, athletics, especially football, was sort of a, an, an afterthought. You know, we'll do it. We'll look at it. We'll see, you know, man, what we can do, and we'll support it. You know, if it can do exactly what it needs to do, and and that's that's not that's not what they wanted in terms of uh, winning. It's not what I wanted in terms of uh, like full-on support because I think when you have alignment, you have a chance for success. So in moving forward, um, I've been to places, I've seen things. I think winning at MTSU, okay, I mean it's coming. It just is. I mean everybody has their time. You know, I mean all tides rise, and our tide is rising. So. Um, with, with the leadership, with the vision, with the ability to recruit, it starts tomorrow. And I think everybody will get a chance to see, you know, what this group is going to be made of. Yeah. You know, it, it starts it starts with players. So you have to have players. And that's got to be different, too. Last time you were a head coach, the, the signing day was a little different than tomorrow. It seems it's got to feel weird. Like, we, 
we doing this already? Like this yeah. is, tomorrow's the big one, right? And yeah. you know, that the calendar changing on you and NIL and transfer portals and all that all, a lot of that stuff wasn't in as high of a profile place the last time you were you were at HC. Yeah, um it wasn't in place, but have, having been a coordinator, I had a chance to experience it, right? So, I mean, doing it at Auburn, okay? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was in the midst of it when it was happening. Yeah. Doing it at Oklahoma State. I mean, saw the same thing. So, to me, I mean, it was a good seat to be in, to see it, to deal with it, to talk about it, and really develop a plan and process. Because when you sit in that seat, your plan and process better be very good, right? You, you, can't, you can't get it wrong. Um, I've had a chance to watch a couple of plans and processes, and I feel like uh, our plan and process will be on display tomorrow. Justin, uh, I don't know if Coach remembers it, but when he was at Vandy, I used to do it weekly with him every yes. every week on the radio. Um, and I remember having that distinct conversation back one over. I think it was over the Tennessee win. You talked about beating him three years in a row. The vest got a lot of attention, right? So, was there a blue vest coming? Have you? And also, have you been working on your dance moves? You know what? I put the dance moves away. So you've retired that. I, I've I've retired the dance moves, but the vest, the vest is coming. The vest. Okay. Uh, we we we've got a, we've got a team uh, of folks Larry, led by you know Larry Maples, who's who's doing a terrific job. And we talked about the vest. Um, and like the vest have been dormant for a minute, but uh, it gets a chance to make an appearance uh, sometime in the immediate future. All right. And, and, and when it comes out, you're going to see some variations. So, um, I mean, I'm excited about the vest. The vest uh, it gets a chance to be donned in the mid-state area, and we're going to make this thing go. And I'll do you a favor. I'll do you a favor. I'll make sure, man, that when they, when, when they come out and those things are, are actually uh, in rotation, I'll send you two. What? Oh, okay. In vest? Oh man, I can't. You need the vest though. You gotta rock the vest. I can't, I can't vest. wait. Okay, you yes. gotta rock Please the send vest. it on. Let's yeah. get it going. Yeah, let's, let's, go. let's get it going. Let's go. I would have been extremely sad if you would have said you're retiring the vest. No, I would have been really sad. Not the vest. Uh, hey, thanks. Now you know during the daylight <laughs> hours when you're traveling around Murfreesboro, you gotta allow for a little extra time because this is what it's like all the time. Wow. But the it's a good thing. Hey, up. hey <laughs> Rutherford County's got a TV, Justin. What over? What three hundred twenty-five thousand people? Three hundred twenty-five thousand people in Rutherford County. Yes, That's sir. what's crazy. You you know, to me, um, I've had a chance to experience now over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. You know the the vast, the vast, uh, you know, width and breadth of Murfreesboro. It's huge. Yeah. Okay. And when I, I you you get over by the campus, it feels like a small town, right? But when you get outside of that, Mm-mm. okay, I man, and you start to move, you know, I mean, through the Medical Center Parkway, and you start to work your way, you know, I man, up 24, man, you jump off. Let me tell you, this place, <laughs> this place is growing with the best of them. Yeah. So it's its own place. It, it yeah. really is. Yeah. And um, we did something that was pretty cool last week. Uh, we started in the city. We got everybody into the city, the flights that came in, and we did from the Ville to the borough. Okay, man, went to Top Golf, Hall's Chop House, uh, worked downtown, came down to like Murfreesboro, did some cool, I mean, new things. The recruits and their folks enjoyed it. It, it, it. it was a blast. And I think it really, it really gave people an idea because people think Murphy, Murfreesboro is small. It is not. Yeah. I have parents. Those are people who think that have, they haven't been, been out there. here. Yeah, you haven't been out here in a few those years. Parents, yeah. Those parents were like, this is yeah. a city. Oh, yeah. This, oh, yeah. Is, this is a huge city. We didn't think it was this. I was like, well, hey, welcome to the party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah welcome to the party. Coach, thanks so much for doing this, especially 
on the eve of what tomorrow is. Yeah. And by the way, you feel good about tomorrow. Everything. You know it, what? It's, it's. I'll say this. I, it, I, I want you. I want you to take a look at tomorrow. Um, you talked about how people feel earlier. Look at tomorrow, and just, let's 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 peek through the window of what. Uh, this Mason regime is going to look like in terms of MTSU football. Okay. You know, let's right. let's be judged on the work. Okay. okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's of, do this. Yes, sir. A lot of teases there from I, Coach I heard Mason. Him. I, I, I heard like him. this. He's getting good. He like, said taste it's and like see. he's done media <laughs> stuff. Oh, wait a minute. He has. <laughs> Derek Mason, everybody. Thank you so much for My coming man. in here. Really appreciate it. Great seeing you. Appreciate y'all. Man, we'll, you two are the best. We will Thanks, uh, see you around for sure. New MTSU football coach. Derek Mason, we'll take a quick break as you listen to The McFarland Show here on Nashville Sports Radio. Tis the season for all of my favorite treats. Now, where are Grandma's homemade holiday cookies? 